0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, it's been a wild ride for Uber and Lyft drivers these past couple of years. First, the pandemic kept riders away. Then, just as the riders started to return, gas prices jumped to their highest level on record. Fortunately, gas is going down, but now drivers are dealing with another challenge. More scammers are trying to cheat drivers out of money and gain access to their personal information. Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter Stephanie Zimmerman has been looking into this, and she joins us now. Hey, Stephanie.
1: Hey Sasha, how are you? Doing well.
0: So this is this is an interesting one. I wonder what made you start to dig into how scammers are targeting rideshare drivers and, and gig workers.
1: Yeah, you know, I've I've actually been thinking about gig workers for a while because, like you said, they're a really vulnerable uh, population. They, yeah. During the pandemic, they had all these issues and uh, and it turns out these scams are hitting them at the Better Business Bureau flagged this at first saying that they'd seen an increase in complaints and then on top of the, that this past weekend a lot of the gig workers were trying to organize they had a big event to push on a number of issues that they're facing. So it all kind of came together in my mind that this is something that we should really warn people about.
0: Well, we'll break it down first because we're not just talking about one type of scam that these workers are up against. What are the types of attacks that they're facing?
1: Yeah, there's a variety of scams. and then these, Many of these are old scams that are kind of repurposed for this gig economy. They're phishing scams, imposter scams, things like that. Um, mainly they're, they're trying to either obtain the driver's login credentials for the app so that they could reroute that driver's earnings to their own bank account, or in some cases they're wow. just trying to get personal financial information to, to clear out their entire bank account. Um, so, you know, I, I can give you, give you a couple of examples. Like um, this one a gig worker we talked to, Lenny Sanchez, who had – Driven for like five years, he'd done thousands, thousands of rides. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he would get pinged constantly uh, with some, people pretending that they're from the app, that they're from the corporation, the rideshare corporation, saying that there's some issue. Maybe there's a you know a, a passenger complaint, or if you're driving doing a food delivery, that there was a problem with the food order or whatnot. And what they're trying to get them to do is to respond. To somebody who's uh, posing as somebody from customer service and trying to get their login credentials and trying wow. to get them to get in. He also said that there are folks who are um, uh, even worse, actually getting into the car and saying something like, "My phone just died. I'm in an emergency. I need to warn the person who is taking me to my destination. Can you? Can I please use your phone?" And they're sitting in the back seat of the car and using the driver's phone and quickly rerouting the bank account to their own bank account. So it's a really this audacious scam happening in the backseat of the car.
0: And Lenny Sanchez, who you mentioned, uh, he's now the director of the Independent Drivers Guild of Illinois. So he's in touch with hundreds, if not thousands, of drivers at this point. What did he say, Stephanie, uh, that you know he and others know about how widespread this is?
1: Yeah, he says he hears about it all the time. And he says if you're a gig worker in Chicago, you definitely have been approached by some of these scammers. Uh, He also said that there's also other things that they contend with, such as um, real passengers who get disgruntled for one reason or or another and make false complaints. And that was one of – that's not exactly a scam, but it, it is a scam on the driver because it costs them earnings. And he said, for example, one time he gave somebody a ride, a young man was in the car, the young man had a, uh, came into the car with an open container of beer, and Lenny said, "Oh, you know, you can't you can't sit in my car and drink that beer. I could lose my license." He waited for the young man to finish the beer. He took him to the destination. Everything seemed to be fine. This guy was disgruntled and filed a complaint on the app that Lenny. Um, had supposedly hit a car and left the scene of an accident and the app deplatformed him for several days. He couldn't earn any money. So it's just another example wow. of ways in which these gig workers are really vulnerable.
0: Wow. And we're, we're talking predominantly about drivers here, right? But as we've alluded to, it's it's much wider than that. Tell us more about what types of workers are affected here.
1: Yeah. So the Better Business Bureau, they co- they collect complaints of all sorts and they kind of broke it down as gig workers being a larger category, so it's not just rideshare drivers, it's also people that deliver restaurant orders, they do grocery shopping. Pet sitting, other kinds of short-term jobs, and and they can get hit by scams that are even you know just a completely fake website, like an imposter website where you uh, you know they're soliciting people to sign up, say for pet sitting or for uh, grocery jobs or whatever, and and that's just a straight up phishing scam, and and we all know what phishing is. They're trying to get your personal or financial mm-hmm. information. Um, also. Um, you know there's there's stuff going on on social media, so they'll target, for example um the grocery the grocery shoppers. there's a number of apps like instacart and so so forth that do grocery shopping, and they'll claim that they can get you a big order that's gonna make you a lot of money, but you have to join their thing and pay some kind of upfront fee and that is always a sign of a scam. You should wow. never obviously pay an upfront fee to get to get a job <laughs> because yeah. you're just going to lose your
0: feet. As you mentioned, the Better Business Bureau of Chicago and Northern Illinois is aware of some of these scams. Anything else that you heard from the group's president and CEO?
1: Yeah. I mean, they basically just said they're getting a lot of complaints. And, and like I said, a lot of these scams, they're, they're things that may be familiar to people. They're kind of scams that have been repurposed for this, this gig economy. And, and, you know, the, the, they try to warn people ahead of time, right, because once you've lost your money, you're probably never going to get it back. So it's really important to be really proactive. If it's something like the advance fee scam that I described with the grocery shopping, yeah. that, that on its face is is not going to be real. Um, also, um, anything anything – really anything that is too simple to to make you a lot of money. I had interviewed a woman who was given a gig job uh, working for a company supposedly helping with their payroll. They pretended to be a really well-known payment processing company that a lot of companies use. It was a Total scam, and and she was actually probably sending out these checks in furtherance of another scam. So so kind of the things that are too good to be true, where the payment is really high but the skill level is really low. You you know people a lot of people have a gut feeling that that there's something that's not right about this, and yeah. you should really trust your
0: gut. <laughs> you were talking there about Miss Ellis of uh, South Suburban Harvey. So she was supposed to get paid three thousand a month and never got paid.
1: Yeah, she never got paid, and that wasn't really... The problem for her, her problem was that she invested some money to do this job. It, she got hired by this company that claimed that they were a, a payment processing company. They said it was a well-known company that you know, if you looked at it, it, it it exists, right? But these are people just doing an imposter scam. They're not really the company. So she had to go and buy a laptop and a printer and ink and 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 check paper to print, do this supposed payroll processing, mm-hmm. um, and that was all money she was going to get reimbursed in her first paycheck, so she wasn't worried about that. And she did this job and mailed all these checks out for about three weeks until it was time for her to get paid, and then these people disappeared. And so now she not only was out the money that she spent on the equipment and out her time, but she's concerned that she was probably used in furtherance of another scam, right, because she printed checks and mailed them out. They were probably some other kind of fraudulent check team. So there's all kinds of layers, right? The scammers are so smart, and I have always thought when I look at these kinds of scams if these people would only use their ingenuity in, like, a positive way for society. They could really do great things because they're very sophisticated. So true.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter Stephanie Zimmerman about how scammers are targeting rideshare drivers and other gig workers. Uh, So the Better Business Bureau president and CEO uh, Steve Barnes that you talked with, he said, quote, people are not stupid. I think they're just desperate. You know, with with such high inflation right now, Stephanie, this economy is a tough one for a lot of people. So I'm assuming that that's part of the reason so many scams are just proliferating right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, people, many many people do these gig jobs. They They string together a number of them, or even they may have a real job. Like the woman in Harvey, she had a regular full-time job, but she was doing this on the side because she had a high property tax bill and she wanted to be able to pay that. So a lot of people are picking up these gig jobs, but what happens is they're very they're very vulnerable right because they're not a real employee they're they're an independent contractor so when something like that happens mm-hmm. unlike if you or I got scammed with our actual employer we would have a human being to go to we have a supervisor we probably have a you know people that deal with that sort of thing yes. within our company mm-hmm. but if you're a gig worker you're really kind of hanging out there all by yourself Um, And and just, you know, I should mention, a lot of these companies, they do have cautions and alerts that they send to their gig workers. Like, they'll say, you know, be careful of phishing scams and some of them have, like, two-factor authentication, mm-hmm. although these scammers are pretty smart at trying to bypass that. And, and some, like Grubhub, I was, you know, they, they said they go further. If somebody changes a bank account on, the, on any account, they will um, put a hold for 72 hours so nobody can withdraw funds, and they notify the driver for Grubhub that that happened. So some of the companies are taking steps, but, but the, the complaint is that the money is already out the door, the person is not really an employee. They're just a contractor. And a lot of these gig workers, I think, feel like they're kind of left out to dry.
0: The Better Business Bureau has a tool for the average citizen to report a potential scam. You can find that at bbb.org slash scam tracker. Can you tell us a bit more about that, Stephanie?
1: Yeah, that's kind of a cool tool. If, if you go on there, you can see a map of the United States, and you can see where all the scams are happening, oh and you my can goodness. look and zero in, <laughs> in Chicago. It's very interesting, oh and 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 it kind of I think the BBB created it because. They, they're a you know they're a private nonprofit. They're not a government agency, but for many years, since like you know a hundred years or something, they've been in existence. And they take complaints about companies, and they are their their role is to kind of mediate complaints and try to find a resolution. And they sometimes also work with the Illinois Attorney General's Office and the FTC, mm-hmm. the Federal Trade Commission, to try to you know spot patterns right of fraud that com- bad companies are doing. Yeah. But when it comes to scams, I think they realized a long time ago that these scams aren't really like a company Company that you can go to to try to get a resolution, they're just scams. So this is the bucket that all of those complaints fall into. So if somebody says, oh, I got scammed on the telephone or I got scammed by text or email or however it happened, you can... You can go on the Scam Tracker and fill out a narrative. It's not going to probably get your money back, Mm -hmm. but it will help warn the next person. And I think a lot of people feel that way, you know, like, oh, I lost money. I feel bad about that, but I would feel even worse if it happened to somebody else. So people do that to get that out there.
0: That is Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter Stephanie Zimmerman. You can find her reporting on these scams at SunTimes.com. If you are a gig worker yourself... Go check that out. You might find out how to protect yourself. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.